Yo, Marcus. Yes? Do you like movies? Yes, I do. The problem is I'm not sure if I do. That's understandable. This, this is Zebras in America podcast. And, you know, I ran into you in person for the first time in a long time, a couple weeks ago. You remember that? Yeah. Just out, cool. out of the blue. It was totally unplanned. Yeah, I, like, like I was, you were in downtown Brooklyn, I was in downtown Brooklyn, I was like, yo, I'm gonna come over, and you were like, yo, no pressure, but people are asking, like, are you guys alright? Because we haven't been putting out podcasts weekly lately. Which is weird. You know, you, yeah, we talked about this off camera, and I'm gonna get into it. It actually reminds me of a quote that I read recently well, I knew about it, but I reread it recently from Hal Hartley, and it kind of reminded me of, of that, like, people asking and all that stuff. Just, like, the pressure of, like, kind of sometimes being associated with someone when things are fine, but everyone assumes. So, this kind of relates to, I, I've been going, I've been going ham on PinlandEmpire.com trying to get a bunch of stuff up because I'm going to be taking, like, a three-month break uh, pretty soon. But, uh... Hal Hartley uh, was talking about when he first came out, every single person in the world compared him to, like, in terms of his contemporaries, they compared him to Jim Jarmusch. And he was just saying, like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I love Jim Jarmusch, so that's essentially a compliment. But at the same time, it must suck for Jim Jarmusch to be associated with this person that has nothing to do with me. And it's just kind of like, it's this weird kind of burden or pressure. And it reminded me, too, how it's just like, folks would DM me and it's like, are you and Scott all right? People who don't even know either of us, which on one hand, yeah, I guess that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I don't, like, what weird, pro- like, yeah, we're fine. Like, why, just because, I don't know. It got right. really weird. So I appreciate answer, the care, but it's weird. To answer one question, Marcus and I, as friends, are probably the best we've ever been. Would you yeah. say that, would you say yeah. that that's about, like... When have we not, I don't, yes. No, no. Uh, a positive doesn't necessarily mean a negative. I no, mean, that's true. That's true. You and I talk to each other every single day. Uh, when good things happen, you're the, one of the first people I talk to. When yeah. bad things happen, you're one of the first people I talk to. When funny things happen, you're the first person I talk to. You, we yeah. are in each other's lives, and that's never going away. Um, yeah. We are good. Am I okay? I'm working on it. And okay. what what happened was we were doing this podcast during the pandemic almost weekly, missing very few very few very few weeks. And this is this is going through moving um grief, a lot of stuff. In fact, during the year that we've since we've gone remote We've had some of the biggest interviews, some of the biggest episodes we've ever had. Jesus, we really have. Now that we you really say have, it. just the, if wow. you look at the list that we've had, um, yeah. Academy Award nominated people, prestigious people, awesome people, like yeah. And we've had some of the best episodes we've had. Agreed. A few a few weeks ago, no, like two months ago, I realized like I can't keep up right now. Like I. The, the the pandemic has finally taken its toll on my ability to pretend everything's okay and sure. and 
want to watch movies that aren't happy. I watched In the Heights three times. I don't even sure. like Lin Manuel Miranda. I right. just was I just like needed something to enjoy. I watched Luca twice. Now Luca was awesome. Luca mm-hmm. was Luca was really wonderful and and I like that it's just like a nice movie about guys being friends and and nothing more than that. Yeah. But you kept on being like, "Hey, do you want to record?" And I was like, "Dude, I I don't." And like you were super you were super honest about it. You were cool. And um I was hanging out with my mom and my mom was like, why don't you talk about this on the podcast? Maybe it would be helpful to, for other people to know. Like, Sometimes we, we hit a wall where we don't want to make any content. And also it was because like, I just didn't want to watch depressing shit. I just no, I, I, I hear that. And just I want to interject. I don't want to speak for Scott, but just so you know, this isn't like, I guess you're privy to this. This isn't like an explanation is owed he felt like talking to because some weirdly or not from the smallest things to biggest things people on the internet really do have an entitlement to to certain things so it's like why aren't there more free uh episodes why aren't there more free movie reviews why not and it's just sometimes like there there doesn't need to be an answer so just so you know we're just kind of giving you yeah i want to point i want to point out that i don't owe you anything yeah, that, I was trying to say that in a nice way. I was just trying to find the words to say it in a right? nice way. But like, yeah. we, there's almost no podcast with, with the following that we have that has no structure where we charge things. Sure. We give you free content we, for 166 episodes. The amount of money we've made from this podcast is laughable. We do this for the love. We do this for the people that go, I would have never saw this movie for you. Or, like, you inspired me to to try to get healthy. Or, like, I learned about... To start another podcast. This happened a few times. Or start a film site. Or, you know. Yeah. We we do this because we inspire... We want to make art about art. We love to do this. And I just needed some time. But I'm only explaining this... Because my mom, who I love very much, thought that it could be useful to break the fourth wall. Because I wasn't going to say anything. We were just going to come back. And we, you know, we have a couple episodes planned out. But right now, it might not be weekly. And that's okay. Yeah. Because though there's a bunch of movies I'm looking forward to, I wasn't looking forward to anything. No, I'm not depressed or anything like that. Like, sure. like I'm doing good. Like, y'all don't have to worry about me. Sure. Um, like, I'm in therapy. I'm in a great relationship. I started doing jujitsu again. Nice. I'm good. I'm nice. good. But, like, I needed a break from talking to Marcus in a transactional form, and transactional form. And now, and now I feel good to do it i feel good to talk about it and also we have some males oh right sure um and hi doug and uh hey mark did you ever smoke pcp not yet all right um i guess it won't be for a while now uh yeah i got I about think... six months of, of of fun left and i'm not even a, a, a party guy um and then after that, it's going to be, you know, and that going back to what Scott was saying, too, about not 
you know, probably when things are back to normal, I'm using air quotes when I say normal, it's like, um, me and my wife are going to have a little person around, so who knows, like, uh, you know, scheduling podcasts around a newborn might be a little tricky, so just, you know, bear, 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 bear with us. You guys have been great. It's not like you guys don't bear with us, but it's just kind yeah, of giving you a, no, a warning. Another reason why I felt comfortable is that no one was a jerk about it. Sure, Absolutely. Do I think sometimes people need to think like asking strangers if they're okay is yes. is yeah. maybe a little familiar? Sure. But no one no one was was a brat. No one was like, "What?" Because yeah. cuz I'm I'm a I'm a contrary person. I you know, I would if y'all did that, the podcast would be over. Right. For a week. And then Marcus would be like, "Come on. I need this." So, uh <laughs> James Wall writes, Hey guys, big fans. What's up, Scott? What's up, Marcus? Not sure how much you check the emails, but figured this was worth a shot. I've been a fan for a while. You guys have put you guys have both put me onto so much incredible art. Thank you. No, thank you, thank you, James. That's what we love to do. I've been listening to old episodes lately. Some I just missed or didn't listen to for spoiler reasons. Anyway, I'm the guy you guys would probably roll your eyes at if we started talking movies. Definitely hip-hop. You'd be surprised. We don't roll our eyes as much as you might think. I'm not playing underdog here. In fact, that's why I love listening to you guys. Yeah, I love There Will Be Blood, but I like hearing your counter-criticism of such titles. So then we wouldn't roll your eyes. You, You know, you're just saying, like, I'm willing to hear opposite opinions about the things I like. Yeah. With that said, my long-winded point of this boring email, Minton Maramino has made quite the circuit the last few weeks, and I oh, know boy. Marcus has voiced his opinion on him about how he doesn't need to talk about him because he knows people like him, and it doesn't matter that he is not a fan. He'd rather spend the time talking about artists who he does like and don't get the proper re- recognition. Oh, I'll talk about him. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I just would rather talk about Joanna Hogg. No, I was just gonna say I no I I'll talk about Tarantino if 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 you want. It's just one of those things like eh. Especially recently, he has been making some waves, and I feel like it's double waves because a lot of these comments that people are upset about were made on the Joe Rogan show, and people are mad at Joe. Ro- well, I'm actually more annoyed than ever with Joe Rogan, but not because of the Tarantino episode. But yeah, it's one of those heightened things where like he's he made these he doubled down on some comments about Bruce Lee on a podcast that people are very critical of. For for understandable reasons now more than, more than ever and it's funny because both Joe Rogan and Quentin Tarantino both <clears throat> are guys who are aware of their critics but they kind of do this weird like balancing act of ignoring but also addressing in a kind of mature trollish way um, so to have them both together in one thing talking about a bunch of shit it's it, I I I get why pe- people are annoyed I'm not gonna get I mean, too I, worked up but I was never gonna listen to that episode because I was like I. What Joe Rogan's going to be like? You're my favorite director of all time, and Quentin Tarantino's going to be like feet. Um, and that, it's just, you know, but he, but he let has, me finish. Oh, sorry, let sorry. me finish yeah, the yeah, thought. Yeah. yeah, it's like, but with the old episodes, I can't really seem to find where the dislike comes came from. Would you ever consider doing a podcast episode on the stuff you don't like, like about his work, like him or not? I feel like he's a pretty prominent figure in the world of film, but maybe that's the answer. Is an episode necessary? I don't know. I enjoy hearing that. Thanks for everything, guys. A fellow historian, James Wall. 
Um, yeah, if you're going to Zebras for an episode about Minton Marin Mino, um, it's we're not going to do that. Yeah, just yeah. Simple, simple as that. I mean, if 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 you do want a quick little, I'll, I'll be super quick, but you know, Quentin Tarantino does have a history of like trolling long before you know. A lot of it got attention years ago when, you know, Django Unchained and 12 Years a Slave came out the same year. And Quentin Tarantino made comments about how Django Unchained is a more authentic slave film than something like Roots. And then that got LeVar Burton to be like, what did you say? And then they kind of had a little back and forth. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that 12 Years a Slave, which has its uh, imperfections also... It is, you know, the fact that both those movies came out the same year and people were praising the authenticity of 12, mm-hmm. of 12 Years a Slave. Quentin Tarantino was like, well, I made Django Unchained. And then he started making these comments about, like, you know, these other slave movies. And then he's also a guy who, like, loves to talk about his movie influences. But when there's something that is so clearly copied and stolen sometimes, he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that movie when in the past it's like yeah i have seen that movie he just does that a lot so if you've been under a rock you know like two years ago when once upon a time in hollywood came out the depiction of bruce lee got a lot of folks upset specifically his daughter bruce lee's daughter and then on joe rogan he just doubled down and said even more things about bruce lee about how he didn't care about his stunt guys and how he was kind of an asshole like all of these things are just like dude this is literally the opposite i, I just feel like it's one of those things where if, if you're quitting Tarantino's publicist and you heard that episode, you would want to quit, basically. Right, so. and this is what I'm going to say. I don't want to talk about Joe Rogan on our podcast. He Enough people talk about him. Um, I don't, like, he's very popular. His, yeah. ta- his takes are, are not really that interesting to me. Um, his, his, his notion of what cancel culture is is not real. It's a... Uh, yeah, you can't be a white guy with the biggest podcast in the world complaining about how white guys aren't allowed to say anything. I, I've never understood that argument. I literally just have not. You, like, Joe Rogan has only gotten bigger since making those complaints, and he can yeah. still, continu- still so, con- continues to. It, it's the weirdest shit, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, his, his, his best friend got canceled, like, a month ago and is now Who? doing better than ever. Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, oh, right. I was thinking of because Bri- Brian Callen or, or whoever. Yeah, a lot of, but that wasn't last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Never mind. Sorry. But no, no. But that's that's a different story. Brian Callen was canceled. I think. I think uh, this is not what I want to do. Yeah, um, forget it. Whatever. So Minton Marin Mino, we don't talk about him that much because one, he hasn't made a movie I liked in a long time. I find his his movies to be visually stunning but like um very stunted emotionally and culturally i think i think his takes about race and minority are are limited and i just i just don't care that's all moving on um yeah, so what have you what have you been rocking lately? Uh I guess this is kind of a cool little tie-in for Pinland Empire. So uh 
I've been re-watching, so I'm a big Bruno DeMont fan, uh, for those of you listening to the show, I guess you know that, if you're new to the show, I'm a big Bruno DeMont fan, but then I realized there was this run of films he had uh, between 2002 through 2009 that I just did not like, um, so late last year, and then again this year, I rewatched those three films and did a little series on Pinland Empire, just kind of reassessing, reevaluating these movies, that all came out between my very, very, very early 20s through my mid-20s. And now that I'm approaching 40 slowly, it's kind of like, well, and, and I've read so much about Bruno DeMont, it's like, well, why don't I reassess these movies? And I have kind of a new understanding, somewhat new appreciation for, for these movies. So yeah, I've been watching these Bruno DeMont movies. The, these are the three films that I've never revisited at all of, of his, and that's uh, 29 Palms, Flanders, and Hadowich. Uh So there's that. Uh... For the most part, uh, I've been watching a lot of television. Like, I think you should leave, you know, new season. All the reruns of uh, all, all the Adult Swim programs on HBO Max. And speaking of HBO Max, uh, I also watched uh, No Sudden Move. Um, oh, me too. I Side note, you know, I have been watching just about everything, all the big stuff, whether it's Wrath of Man or Godzilla vs. King Kong, like all the new releases that you can just watch that you don't have to go to a theater to, I've pretty much seen them all, but they just... I'm not going to say anything is bad, but I just forget about them before the credits roll. But no the Denzel, sudden move. The Denzel Washington 7 one was, was pretty unremarkable. And yes, the, Mortal, the epitome of unremarkable. Mortal Kombat was also unremarkable. Oh, damn, I forget. Speaking of forgetting. See, my issue with the Mortal Kombat movie goes back to to like the van damme street fighter movie what is so difficult about taking a story that's based on a fighting tournament just make the fighting tournament why do you have to try to be different just make a fighting tournament tournament? it's the movie writes itself god damn it's so weird i don't get why people like avoid this is the plot of the story it's a tournament people fight yeah there might be a little internal conflict in between but like why this whole story about these guys who go off to train in this netherland and have you know all this stuff. just make a tournament movie that was my biggest issue which is kind of the, the only only big issue with, with that movie so yeah yeah I, I don't have like very strong feelings i was just like whatever you know as far as like tournaments go i'm i'm i mean i'm gonna watch space jam i'm gonna watch every movie that that hbo puts out for free but yeah. this is this is what is going on like I was like trying to watch that Bo Burnham special and I got so depressed I was like I mm. I, I can't just watch content for content anymore sure no I get it it's it funny like, did, you, it's fun- did you watch oh, that Bo Burnham special that everyone I'm, I'm, thinks is no, brilliant I'm not, no I'm not interested I don't mean that to sound so mean but it's like I'm, I'm, I, I guess that's one of the exceptions of the new stuff that's on streaming. I'm just, I'm not interested. I feel like we're all kind of, to some degree, I mean, shit, Scott, you just mentioned a few minutes ago, to some degree, we're all kind of going through what I assume that special is about. Yes. So what's the point of watching it? And, and I'm not saying that's not the case, because I've, there's things that really bother me that I go through that I like to watch in movies too. So I'm not just saying, hey, just because we experience it doesn't mean we have to watch. I'm just saying in this particular case, like, I think for the most part, we've all kind of gone with that, special is about so I don't, I don't need to watch it when I'm literally in it so that's just kind of where I'm at with that and you know speaking of side note you know my wife and I recently moved to a bigger place 
because I was getting to a point, I was going crazy myself. Like, I could not look at those same walls in my old apartment again. Like, there are only so many walks that I could take. There are only so many. It's just, I, I was getting a little stir crazy myself. So I'm happy to be in this new big place now. It's awesome. I have a little, like, uh, recording studio and whatnot where I'm recording from right now. It's all, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. So, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm 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 all set with the with the, with that special. No, that's what okay. I'm saying. Like like when I moved to Baltimore, hat, one of the true things was that I was able to walk. Like I have like sort of a house, so we can like walk around and get some air and and yeah, I just felt like I'm not ready to trauma bond about the right. quarantine through memeable music same thing you know uh sweet tooth is one of my favorite comic books of all time and mm. the fact that there's a tv show about it and it's gotten good reviews and i'm like i'm not gonna watch this right now mm-hmm. because yeah. because it's like i i i just i it's too topical even though that wasn't the case i mean sweet tooth is like bambi meets mad max bambi meets mad max wow yeah. Wait, 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 what is Sweet Tooth? It's post-apocalyptic Netflix show about, like, Oh, yeah, right, yes. Hybrids. Yeah, 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 right, 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 gotcha. And the comic book it by is, is like, really one of my favorite comic books. In fact, Jeff Lemire, Lemire, I don't know, he's responsible for that in Essex County, which is, like, uh, a Canadian hockey epic that I also love. So, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, wait... I'm not even watching this stuff. So that that shows me that I'm just like I just, I just need to chill and that's okay, but I'm I, I am really excited for uh the Green Knight. That's that Hell looks yeah. dope. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see the Green Knight. Um that comes out at the end of the month. I'm yeah. excited for the Souvenir 2. There are movies that I'm excited for. Oh, I was just going to mention that yeah, when you there's like 3 movies from Directors I love one being Souvenir two Bruno Demont's new film um, and uh, Leo Karash's new film, which is getting a bunch of uh, attention. Which good good for him, I guess, because it has Adam Driver in it. Um, yeah, I mean a musical by you know th- you know that I'm excited for a Leo you know a musical. Yeah. So is that is that going to have like a, an actual release this year? The, the, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I you know what based on. Eh, it's hard to say because Holy Motors came out the same year, like after it did the whole Khan Tiff run. He he's kind of big enough for it. Like I mean, it's yeah, it'll get one of those like indie repertory theater releases, but it it just might come out this year. It's got two Academy Award nominated, well, one winning actors. It it, it it's big enough. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm excited for it. I mean, the I, I as I said, I watched. I watched it in the Heights like two and a half times. Sure. And I don't even like totally hate it. That's whatever. We all have things, you know. I, I don't. Even I know still the hate is, Hamilton. Yeah. I still hate Hamilton. Same. And I, I still have strong feelings about it. But I, but Same. I just want, I want people to know that, that I'm not necessarily a hater. I just have, I, I, I have, you know, I critique. You know what I did like? Did you see my octopus teacher? Oh yeah, I did. My and my 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 father in law loves that movie. 
I mean, my father-in-law is like a Long Beach, Long Island guy, so he loves the beach, the ocean, sea animals. We just went there the other day, and he was all jacked about Shark Week. So a movie like My Octopus Teacher is definitely like, it's in my father-in-law's lane. He can't stop talking about it. My mom and I watched it, and nice. It was it was freaking awesome. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Do you want to talk about? Um, did you see Luca? I have not. I have not. Did you see Black Widow? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't see, but that's another one too. Where it's like, what's the? It's like some spy. It's on some Spy Kids shit too, from like a visual effects standpoint. It's just I feel like ever since no, it was it's Spy Kids with murder, but that's not necessarily sure. a bad thing. Oh, well, to, to you, I think it's a bad thing for me. I'm also side note. Outside of my discrepancies about that movie, I just can't get into story like prequels or see, whatever term you want to use with characters that I know are already dead. Right. I, no, I, I, it, it's like, like it's a personal with thing. Me sometimes, yeah. Like with Better Call Saul, I was hyped, and then when Mike came into the picture, I was like, "Oh man, I don't want to. I know it's gonna. I don't want to watch this shit." Yeah, and I always hated that they did Mike dirty because I don't think they really Mike, did. I don't think Mike would have ever left his kids. I think he would have chosen jail. Like that's it wasn't in his character. I didn't like how they. But then again, if you watch Breaking Bad and think Walt Walt is is like a good person, you're 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 reading it wrong. That's like people like sure. That's like people who who don't realize that like Fight Club is about toxic masculinity. Thousand percent, or like, don't realize that like, the Matrix is is not what you think it's about. Which is goddamn. I was having a conversation. Those two things came up in a conversation recently, just about how Walter White is one of is the new list. He's he's a new person on that list of like totally misunderstood when people don't know what antihero actually means. Because it's like Tyler Durden, Alex from Clockwork Orange, Travis Bickle. These are all not anti-heroes. Like an anti-hero is, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The guy who's like, he curses and he swears. and he But he gives his boss the middle finger because his boss is the real bad guy. Yeah, we, anti-heroes this, are not that, you know. But, but I, I'm this, just... Yeah. We've said this before, but yeah, they're, they're actually anti-villains. Um, but I also think, though, I think people are so... Atta- I think people both forgot but are also attached to something they don't realize is that... Those first two seasons of Breaking Bad, it was all it was a dark comedy. It was this, right. oh, I'm a science teacher. I don't know what's going on. So we did like him. Just like to a lesser degree, not exactly, but like with The Sopranos. That first season of The Sopranos was a dark comedy. The whole It was like a joke. It was serious, but it was also a joke. How like, oh, this mob guy goes to a psychiatrist. But there was so much humor early on in The Sopranos. And I think people latched onto that but for kind of forgot about it towards the end where it's like no Tony Soprano is a bad guy like he's in the fucking mafia like before the existence before the events of Soprano season one happened he was a bad dude you know what I'm saying and then um, it be- and then it takes on and then at a certain point it becomes uh, a different thing you know yeah, a thousand percent but yeah what I'm saying is is that like y'all y'all sometimes like be be misunderstanding the text and obviously text is meant to be you know understood and misunderstood and yes. conceptualized yeah. and 
And actually, sometimes what the writer thinks the text is is actually not what the text is. I just think I just find it funny, particularly when people look at the text of Breaking Bad or or Fight Club or the matrix and don't realize that that it's not what you think it's about did you did you end up i've been trying to get you to watch um what's it called history of martial arts or something how what's do you know what i'm talking what's it called no what hold on a second but i am do you know anything about the matrix four the Art of Self-Defense. Did you, have you seen The Art of Self-Defense? Oh, right. The Art of Self-Defense. No, I, I haven't seen that yet. As not, This is definitely a more glowing review. I've said this before, but this is a more glowing review than, than I actually think it is. But it's, uh, it's Fight Club if it were directed by Yargos Lanthimos. Say that one more time. It's Fight Club if Fight Club were made by Yargos Lanthimos. Right. I got that... Um... I got that vibe from the trailer. I mean, I, I, I get it. He's got a new movie coming out, ne- uh, but not till ne- next year. I'm excited about that, too. Side note. but um, All right, I'll, I'll make a point to watch it. You have, you have you mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, and I think next week we're going we're gonna to talk about Queen of Diamonds because that's on Hell yeah. Criterion for, like, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Um, I've watched it twice already since so- you, like, recommended it to me, which, as you can imagine, that's a very short period of time. Yeah, but like, it's not a long I, movie, too. When I recommend you something that you fuck with, you tend to, you know, like you tend to like it a lot. Aside from Mavericks or what? What was it called? Manhunters. Hmm. No. What Man was Hunter. the What was the movie that I recommended? Oh, you? Marauders, Marauders. Marauders. Funny enough, the, which my, my my wife worked on that back in the day at at one of her old jobs. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't. I can't do it. I know. I acknowledge. Okay. I acknowledge it's a movie I am supposed to like. I'll give it that much. I get. I should like it based on the cast, based on the plot, based on it being like you know Dollar Tree Michael Mann with a cast of actors that I like. But I just. I, I like that it's. I like that it's Dollar Tree Michael Mann. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's okay with me. But yeah. Um, do you, yeah? Do you know anything about? The Matrix Four. I know it's coming out this year, but I feel like no one knows about what's going on. Yeah. You know anything? I don't. No, you know I never actually been a big Matrix guy. Uh, I, I guess I've never said this before. No, no, I've seen them all, obviously, but no, it, it's a movie that wouldn't even be on my radar or something. Like when it comes out, I'll get around to seeing it. But I, I'm not one of these people who are very super excited about it. I'm not not excited about it. It's just like it'll get here and I'll see it. I'm pretty excited about it. Right. But Whatever. Well, you like the Wachowskis. I do. I do. They're they're amongst my favorite living American directors. Right. Just because I I like the fact that they I just like that they're willing to take risks. Like there's 26 Marvel movies and they're all the same in some ways. In in that's, in some ways, yes, absolutely. That's not like completely true, but there's there's the fact that Every single multi-million-dollar movie that the Wachowskis made, even if they were resounding failures, were very weird and strange. That's a good point. I think that's that that's very. I don't even mean this like in a patronizing way. That is very commendable and 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 respectable. The older I get, I do appreciate 
disasters versus the very safe to, to go off of what Scott was saying. Just like, hey, I think you're the one. No, I'm not the one. Oh, it turns out you are the one. Which, to some degree, is kind of the plot to the Matrix, but at the same time, the Wachowskis didn't make it, like Scott said, 26 goddamn times. So, yeah. No, yeah, there's 26 Marvel movies or something like that. And there's also television shows, and there's so much, and, and still, like... The television shows are interesting. I'll give it that. I mean, I thought uh, of, you know, of, of the three thus far, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier had a very cringy final season, but overall it was cool. I think I mean, that final they, scene. Final scene. Final scene. Jesus. And I also think that the chemistry that they had in the movies somehow just, like, wasn't there in the show, because their whole thing was like, I'm Captain America's friend. No, I'm his friend, which is funny, like, when two guys act like that. Yeah, they should have just kissed... Sure, but also like I don't care, man. I it got so many people up in an uproar, but I really like WandaVision, and I thought Loki was cool. I, I wasn't as into Loki, but I it it definitely went for it and tried to do you know something. So it also at the same time made me miss the Netflix Marvel shows. Certainly not all of them, but the Netflix Marvel shows that were good were fucking good. Like first season of Daredevil, first season of Jessica Jones. Like the the good ones are really good. Yeah, and, and, and but I think that they're going to reintroduce those characters soon. But who cares? Oh, um, okay. That's what I hear. But I also try to not know too much about what's going on. Uh, I I know that there's like three Marvel movies coming at the end of the year, and I think that's super bizarre. And but you know, and then whatever. right away next year too. You know, it's funny. There's I'm, a lot. I'm, st- I'm the more I think about it, and it's like seeing. He's not necessarily in a bunch of stuff that I've loved, but just seeing the shape that Wesley Snipes is still in, I do find it peculiar that they just didn't bring him back as Blade, but in this whole new Spider-Man thing, they're, they're doing a whole crazy multiverse where they're apparently... Oh, maybe... Wait, hold on. Come on, bro. You don't read about stuff. But anyway, all I'm saying is, I love Mahershala. I think it's cool, and I get why he's cast as Blade, but I just feel like, why not bring Wesley... I think folks would have loved that. Yeah. Like when a map, like you, when you, you go made through me, this. When you when mm-hmm. you drew me on that map, I loved that. What? I'm referencing um, Willem Dafoe in The Life Aquatic. When he oh, thanks, right. oh, huh. when he thanks Owen Wilson for for including him. Yeah. He yeah. was like, "When you did that, I loved that." Um, what did you think of No Sudden Move? So, No Sudden Move, I'll get the bad thing out of the way first, is it is, and this is totally, I get coming from Steven Soderbergh, it's so convoluted for its own good. Like, you know, I like the movie overall, but I'm not going to lie and say that occasionally a character would show up or a thing would happen and it would just be like, who, wait, who are you? In a very frustrated kind of way, like, what are, like... Just a robbery gone wrong. We don't have to do. We don't have to do all of this. We really right, don't does, have to do does, all of this. You know when someone's like, "Hey, man, you're doing the most right now." Jesus, yes, yes. Like, did I appreciate Bill Duke being in there? Yes, a thousand percent. Hell yeah. Did Did I completely understand what was going on? Not really. Was it nice to yeah. see Soderbergh make a movie that's like not a a gimmick or like on an iPhone. Yeah. Like his sure. like high, high flying awesome. bird was, was whatever, uh, the epitome um, of whatever. 
Entrance 2 was not as good <laughs> as Entrance 1. And, like, the one where they were like, we're just going to film... Meryl Streep, be sad on the Queen Elizabeth. It was just, it was just like I oh, love. Yeah, I forgot that movie existed. Goddamn, exactly. until you just said that. Wow. Exactly. I love yeah. that Steven Soderbergh takes takes risks. I'm just not yeah. always here for it. Sure, sure. I think you I also, like Steven Soderbergh more than I do, but I, I, I do. I think I, Logan uh, Lucky, Logan Lucky was the bomb. Oh, it was, but it's one of those things too where I love You're Soderbergh. You're the bomb more. in Phantoms, yo. Ha, <laughs> I love. Soderbergh is a person. I only love 40% of his movies, which is a lot. He has a lot of movies. I dislike another 40%, and then another 20% is just like, I don't know, whatever. But it's more so him and just his 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 existence, I, I think I like more than anything. Um, but outside of the convolutedness, I do, outside, I do like the cast, and it's not just Bill Duke. Bill Duke definitely kind of, you know, exudes that kind of boss general level in an effortless way but you know i always like when ray liotta is in something um ray liotta is just great i like the fact that too i think you know i think people need to kind of take note in what soderbergh is doing there's been a lot of high profile exposés of like certain big time actors who kind of got blacklisted for bullshit reasons and fell off and steven soderbergh has been going out of his way to cast these people so it was hillary swank and logan lucky and now he's doing that i think with brendan fraser who appeared in no, no Sudden Move. I think he's doing this on purpose, um, which is great. Also, I love and it. And also because, like, apparently, like, Brendan Fraser's a really nice guy. And, yeah. like, yeah. there's no good reason that he actually got taken off of Hollywood except that, yeah. except that his he's not as handsome as he used to be. And, like, sure. I thought if we're supposed to be all body positive and not shame people, then, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think Hollywood and, and, the mainstream are a bunch of hypocrites, but you know that's I could just start talking about that, and that could be a whole podcast. And I, I actually don't want to go there. So, well, I, I will be real quick and say though we are about to get, and this isn't giving away any spoilers. It's not like there's a trailer out or anything, but there is a renaissance coming because um, Darren Aronofsky's next movie with Brendan Fraser sounds amazing. It's about a morbidly obese guy who goes off to be a, a recluse. And that's all I know about the movie. And I think in this case, I think that's all I want to know. I think when a trailer drops for that, I'm not going to watch it. This is going to be one of those rare times. I'm looking because forward. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, also, and naturally, it, it kind of takes that kind of double meta thing where it's like sounds like interesting, something I can kind of relate to. Maybe not the recluse part, but also the fact that yeah, Brendan Fraser no, it's, had it's, weight it's, issues himself. Like there, there, right. there, there's a lot going on, and I think that's why I'm I'm looking forward to it. As I've said before, it's uh, it's leaving Las Vegas but food. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I mean, you know, Darren Aronofsky makes interesting movies, even if they're not always good. Sure. That's that's really all I gotta say about that. You got anything else you want to talk about before we close up, my friend? Yeah, I, I wasn't. I I do have to say real quick and. You know, I think I can dance around this, but just in case, I will say light spoilers. I will say at the end of the day, I saw myself, and I think the majority of human beings will see themselves in Don Cheadle's character once the movie ends. And I Mm. think no matter how convoluted it... I think that's what really hit me the most, is like, no matter how convoluted the movie may be, at the end of the day, the movie is just about, like... Super duper rich people, not even caring about money, still getting rich, and just using lesser people as pawns. 
and getting out with barely anything. And I realized, like, I watched that movie and it's just like spoilers. I totally see. I literally, Marcus Pin, if there was, if there was like the opportunity, if there was close to half a million dollars on the table, even if it's in 1952 or the movie, 1955 when the movie so takes that's place. Millions. That's millions. That's millions. But way. what what I'm saying is, I would once everything is done and it's like, hey, here's five thousand dollars. I would be happy to. I'd, I'd be happy to get that, and and that's both a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's like I'm a low risk taker, and I like to live. I want to live, but at the same time, I'm kind of that false American dream, where it's like high school, go to college, soon as college, get a salary job, work in an office, be glad to get a weekly or biweekly paycheck, and just be happy with that. And I think that's part of what it is, and like. The heavy. I'm not going to say who 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 it is at the end because it's one of those things. But the heavy-handed dialogue at the end essentially hammered home what the movie was about. When the guy's just like, "Ah, money. I'm going to get money, and I'm going to continue to get money." And it's just kind of like, "Shit, you know that's true." And these two guys, who are essentially broke or not, or just lesser than criminals, they still represent like the worker bees, the pawns, and they're going to get scraps or nothing. So right. I just find it funny where it's like I I I I both smirked and also kind of got sad at the fact that, damn, that's very much me. I would be happy to get five thousand dollars out of a four hundred plus thousand dollars, and I, I, I with doing all the work to set up this elaborate plan, and I think that that's for the most part very sad. But unfortunately, that's just kind of how it is, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Um. Yeah, that that's that's kind of you know I've I've watched that movie a few times, um, so even in all its convolutedness, which I kind of completely understand now. For the most part, it did take a, a, a few rewatches, but still. Um, yeah, it's fine, you know. And here's yeah. the thing: it's always good to talk to you, Marcus, and maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't, but yeah. we're here. Nothing's wrong. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, and, good. You know, drink water. Yeah, I may even see you uh, in 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 a few days. We'll see. No pressure, but you know. Yeah. And if not, I'll see you again another time. 